this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. So we are entering a year into the COVID-19 experience, and we all know it's affected us in little ways and huge ways. And we don't necessarily realize all those facets, every single piece of us that may have been affected. I've talked before about complacency. We get used to a certain way of being and then we think it's normal or we forget to take care in the ways that we should. I used the example in a previous podcast of my daughter's cat, who was a bit of an escape artist. And after several weeks of her not escaping, we got a little lax. And guess what happened? She escaped. We had become complacent. I've also talked about with my husband, Mark, in an episode on normalizing, how we take these somewhat intolerable situations and somehow make them tolerable. And the way we do that is by making them normal. Here is some of the fallout from that. We've been talking with clients, colleagues, friends, family, and when they engage in pre-COVID behavior, they say it feels strange. For example, someone went on a skiing vacation and said it was almost shocking at how strange what used to be normal was. They were wearing masks. They were limiting the number of people on the ski lifts. She said that they could just Go up the mountain, ski down the mountain, go up the mountain, ski down the mountain, over and over and over. And she said they were actually exhausted in a way they never usually were because they didn't have to wait in these long lines. But it was really more about the experience of doing something she had done pre-COVID, something that was normal, go on a skiing vacation Couldn't do that in this almost last year. And when she engaged in that activity and that experience that she had had before, she said it was strange that normal or what we used to call normal was now strange. A client talked about in that same vein of taking her car to the auto mechanic for a tune-up, probably an oil change, whatever. And she said, so she waited in the lobby of the auto mechanic place. She said it was a little different because they didn't have coffee and snacks out like they usually did. And of course she was wearing a mask, but the idea of doing something so normal, even somewhat mundane, like taking your car to get serviced, was almost liberating. She felt normal. And yet at the same time, 
normal felt strange. So why am I mentioning this? Why am I bringing this up as a topic? Because we're normalizing. Our lives now look far different than they did a year or over a year ago. Can you imagine even a year or two from now going into a grocery store and not seeing people with masks? Maybe some people won't be because at that point, the coronavirus will be under control and maybe we won't have gotten hit with another pandemic in the meantime. But I bet there will still be people out of caution who will be wearing masks. So even two years from now, it could be normal to see people wearing masks, even if it's not everybody. So our sense of normal is ever-changing. Our belief in normal and what is normal is ever-changing. And that's actually okay. And it's actually realistic. We just don't normally have some situation like this pandemic that puts what used to be and what is in such stark contrast with each other. We become complacent, we normalize. And so we are not so consciously aware of that stark contrast. We might even avoid thinking about it. It could be painful for the woman who went on skiing vacations once or twice a year, and now she wasn't able to. What did that do to her? Not going and getting your car service might feel like an advantage, less of those mundane tasks that take you away from doing other things. But that sense of mundane life, which there can be a comfort and a familiarity to that, has been taken away. So yes, we might avoid thinking about the pain of how our lives are so different, the things we cannot do. I had a girlfriend reach out to me and ask if I wanted to go to Mexico with her at the end of the month because her girlfriend who was going to go with her had to back out. Unfortunately, I don't feel comfortable at this point flying on an airplane to Mexico. So I had to decline. There's a cost to that. There is a cost to normal is now strange. And if we're avoiding that, that idea that there's a cost and it's costing us something to be different, to have our new normal, what is that doing to us? What's it doing to our psyche, our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, and yes, maybe even our physical health? What do we do about that? Do we wallow in the grief of how our lives are different and we can't do some of the things that we used to be able to do or might have been able to do? 
that we can't just pick up and go to Mexico when our girlfriend has an extra ticket? Wallowing in grief is not necessarily the answer, but avoiding it, shoving it away, not looking at it, can cause some damage. And then when we get to do something that used to be normal for us pre-COVID and we're almost shocked, that's a sign that we've been avoiding looking at this. And sometimes it's for self-preservation, just like we talked about in the normalizing episode. If we continue to believe that we are living an intolerable situation, how do we deal with that? Going back to our psyche, our, our mental state, emotional, spiritual, physical, if you believe you are in a situation that is intolerable, but yet you are still in it, that conflict cannot last. You either succumb to the despair that this is an intolerable situation, or you do what you can do to make it tolerable. And that doing what you can do to make it tolerable sometimes means you have to look away from that contrast. What I'm asking, as gently as I can of all of us, is to look at it. Yes, there are some things that we've had to give up. There's a cost to those things. And on the other hand, I always think of this in a table. Left hand is what we've given up. The right hand side is, and what have we gained? Have we gained more quality time with our family? Have we gained less wear and tear on our automobiles? Have we gained more time working 100% from home as opposed to a commute and travel and hours spent in traffic? There's a balance sheet, so to speak. Yes, our lives are different. And when things calm down, and there's yet going to be another new normal, what of the old normal do you want to bring back? It's really probably not going to be possible to bring back all of the old normal because things are ever-evolving, adapting, changing. It's not possible. But what pieces do you want to bring back in? What pieces of the old normal are you okay with letting go, maybe permanently? For one, I'm happy to not have to drive to networking events, especially in the Washington, D.C. and Baltimore area, where I'm pretty much looking at, you know, around two hours travel time, round trip, not including the actual meeting. I'm doing much more networking and meetings virtually, and that means there's no commute. On the other hand, I'm looking forward to going out to some of our favorite restaurants and having that real experience where 
somebody comes and waits on you and you can sit leisurely over a meal as opposed to takeout or constantly cooking at home. (laughs) I'm a little tired of cooking at home. It's an important exercise, I think. What, What are we looking forward to gaining back? Which means we have to acknowledge that it's not here yet. What are we looking forward to continuing to let go and not bring back in? I've heard from so many people about how this pandemic has really made them examine certain things, their lifestyle, even where they live. If they're going to be working remotely, do they have to live where they live? Or can they now live anywhere? It's that gentle review of old normal, normal now, and a possible future normal. What's the same in all of them? What's different? What do you consciously want to create? And I think that is where I want you and me to be is yes, normal is strange. And what normal do we continually want to create very intentionally, as deliberately as we can, knowing there are many things we don't have control over? Deliberate, conscious, intentional acknowledgement, as well as creation of your life, is one way to help you thrive. And from all of us here at the Schuler Group to you, we wish for you to thrive. Until next time. May you indeed thrive.